Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 56th episode of the Pod Wants Podcast. I am your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-hosts, Luke. How's it going, everybody? And Harris Productions. What's up, everyone? Did you expect me to say welcome back? Because joke's on you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> fucker. Well, according to your name, you're just Harris Production. So, uh, yeah, today we're, <laughs> today we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episodes 11, 12, and 13 of The Clone Wars. This is the last arc of Season 6. Next week, we'll be diving into Season 7. We're going to be talking about Yoda. This is the Yoda arc. He's going to be diving into what is the science behind uh, life after death and the cosmic force, the living force, and everything that combines this um, arc, with le- which leads into the original trilogy with Obi-Wan being a ghost and the backstory about be- being a force ghost, essentially. So, yep. Um, Luke, Harith, are we uh, ready to bring in our guests for today's Hell show? Yeah. Well, 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 first of all... Never was made as Obi-Wan's battle. But you might make it as mine. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. You know, now we, I'm could, ready. Now I'm ready to bring it You're like, yeah, we will. But first, then <laughs> yeah. we, but <laughs> first, but you know, whatever. Okay. So our first guest today, uh, we have three guests. One is currently not here. He will be here soon, but we have two so far and they are all returners of the Pod Months podcast. Looking to make your holiday gifts more extraordinary? There's one place you need to go. Paper Source. Paper Source's gift wrap collection includes hand-illustrated designs, stone paper, sustainable handmade fine papers, and even pine-scented wrap. Don't want to do any wrapping? Paper Source has easy solutions with their pre-wrap gift boxes and bags. Or you can leave it to the professionals with their in-store wrapping service. Give yourself time back and wrap up your holidays with something extraordinary. Visit papersource.com or stop by a Paper Source near you today. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Our first guest, 
Wait, hold on. What? X-Core has been on an episode of The Clone Wars. Yeah, no. he was on for Mortis. No, he hasn't. No, he has not. I thought he was on for Mortis. No. No, because remember, he had to back out. Oh, but he was on for uh, the Disney Plus episode. Yeah, but that doesn't count. How about, how about we bring him in and he will tell one. us if he, if he wasn't not, here that's or not. not. That's not. That's, that's not. Well, no. either way, I didn't say he was a returner of the Clone Wars. I said he was a returner of the Pod Ones podcast, Luke. So uh, yeah, you kind of jumped the gun there. But anyway, let's bring in our returning guest of our show. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. X-Core Gamer Skills. I try to get this right, X-Core, and see on? what I get. Yeah, you know, you, you can't win with this knucklehead. <laughs> no, I can't. At least, at least two of us know how to boil water here. Three of yeah. us. Okay, we don't need to start this. Okay, so um, <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure, X-Core, you made your debut on our show with the uh, the Disney Community episode, right? Co- correct, correct. Yes. That's why, that's why we are referencing the joke. Yeah, that, that event. Yes. Yes. Uh, infamous yes. joke. <laughs> um... um well, hello. Hello, how are you guys doing? We're already starting off with the jokes, but uh, where can the good people find you on social media, Xcore? Uh, you can find me at Xcore Gamer Skills literally everywhere. Um, you can also find me when we come back, Conspiracy Cantina. I, I've got some, uh, I never know where I'm going to be, so I, I can't schedule a podcast around my current work schedule, but it, things are supposed to settle down. Cross your fingers for things to go smoothly in my my work life but uh yeah i'm I'm currently casting from a freaking hotel room right now so hey the dedication the dedication <laughs> i was like i was like yeah I can't, I can't miss twice yeah no i had to back out of mortis uh i was yep. coming back from a work trip and my boss scheduled me on a night shift when i don't work night shifts and i was like bro are you, are you fucking kidding me no yeah <laughs> i texted luke like the day before i'm like dude i didn't even fucking read the schedule right and my boss fucked uh screwed me over and he's like nah you know it is what it is no worries no worries we'll, we'll catch you like in like six months hey yeah you no. know when i got some free time or you know <laughs> post a video it's fine it's, it's, no, it's, yeah, we'll see you in like probably like season four of rebels you know when, you, when you're I, available yeah <laughs> i uh I, I always like having you on so it's great to be here Welcome you guys are, the- you guys are always you know a good time you guys always have great guests on so i, I, I can't uh I can't thank this community enough. I mean, even when I'm not actively a part of it, you guys are always, you know, welcoming, inviting, always willing to, you know, hang out, listen to my dumb ass. So. And hey, you were one of our many great guests. So thank you for coming on and uh, talking Yoda today. So thank you. Thank you for having me. This is, this is one of my two favorite arcs from, from this show. So I'm glad to be here. There you go. Awesome. And our second guest today is also a returner of the pod ones podcast. He has been on quite a few arcs. He's been on, I believe one of our, Yes, he was on Cat and Mouse. 
and um, he was on a couple of episodes Montala. that um, I can't name on the top of my head, but he has been a very big supporter and uh, guest on our show. So let's bring in Cody at Chatting Time. Cody, can you hey. tell us which ones that you've been on? Um, so it was those two, and I actually want to address Harris. I saw you make a face when they said Moncala. <laughs> we need to have a talk right now because shirtless Kit Fisto will enter the chat. I'm just saying, look at the hi- <laughs> the last two highlights, and you'll understand about the Moncala. Okay, okay, because I it's live all over our so- it's all over the Pod One socials. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna visit that, and then we'll we'll follow up. <laughs> I think those are the only two. I think the last one. I think it was. Maybe D Squad though. Thanks yes. Luke. I, I had yes. to bail on for a yeah, for, yeah, for family emergency. So, yeah, family yeah, emergency. Yeah. But but I'm yeah. here. We're ready to talk. Yoda. Mm. Oh <laughs> hell yeah. Oh yeah. No. Atlantis's favorite character. Yeah. Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Cody, where can the good people follow you on the social media? So uh at chat and time on TikTok and Instagram and in eight days our wonderful Twitch comeback after like a three month hiatus um at chat and time as well so that is where the good people can find me awesome awesome and let's take a look at the chat real quick uh we're gonna say hi to kenny darth man 86 uh obviously x in here uh kirk s <clears throat> thanks for the uh fires appreciate <laughs> it uh it's much appreciated pat saint pat uh can't wait to talk to him about some andor stuff coming down the pipeline and we also have joe then skywalker how we doing how are you we're doing great uh alanis our our fourth member that it's like a like our manager i would say our ghostwriter <laughs> essentially yeah yeah ghostwriter manager uh and then underscore b dazzler it's that time pull up the banner up, pulling it up all right, far, far away factory. Uh, go check out Brooke Dazzler's awesome shop. Uh, it's far, far away factory. They sell uh, everything from shirts, t sh- uh, t-shirts, hoodies, um, anything that you can think of, except for maybe socks and pants, maybe. So I guess those are two big things that you're missing. Um, but uh, she. Uh, sells anything from star wars marvel dc you name it it's on there uh farfarawayfactory.com uh you can find them on social media at farfarawayfactory you can follow brooke at underscore b dazzler on almost everything i believe um and they are also on etsy but go to the website that's where she makes most of her money please go buy some of her cool shit now as uh, Chase from another multiverse would say, we need to support Mr. Dazzler. Yes. Yeah, where, where's yes. the Mr. Dazzler merch? Yeah, where is the Mr. Dazzler merch? <laughs> Make Brooke, a shirt of him. I would buy that. I would so buy the hell out of that. So would I. I think he needs to be, like, <clears throat> up front. Oh, I think there's something in the works, though, with Mr. Dazzler that I'm, I, I, will not, I will not be talking about anywhere up to this moment. Anyway, uh, Char, um... You go ahead and ask the intro question. Okay, so to kick off the episode, let's just break the ice a little bit. So what we're going to do is ask you, if you were to join the Jedi Order, what type of Jedi would you be? We'll start with X-Core. Oh, all right. Uh, um, I'd definitely be the uh, the Qui-Gon type of Jedi, you know, doing, doing, doing my, own, my own thing, 
the Maverick. Yeah, maybe, maybe take an apprentice or two, but, um, you know, when the council tells you you got to do something, you're like, nah, that's wrong. I'm just going to do it this way. <laughs> you're like, yeah, let me tell you all the ways that you're wrong. And then uh, <laughs> the idealists. We're going to do, do, do it this way. But so yeah, kind no. of like Qui-Gon in a way? Yeah, mostly like Qui-Gon. Just like, yeah, I'm going to follow the force on this one, my dudes. Like, y- y'all, y'all, can, y'all can follow the code, but. <laughs> okay, that's pretty on brand for you, though. Yeah. That's very on brand for you. Uh, Cody? Yeah, I would, um, I love KOTOR, and so I think I'd be like a Jedi Consular. Now, is green my favorite color? Yes. So naturally, I go towards the class that has the lightsaber color green as their class. However, I really like that, like, Jedi Consulars are kind of like, yeah, you know, why we gotta, like, fight each other and we can just, like, talk about it and solve our problems and not, you know, be dicks to each other. And, and, you know, it all seemed to work out in the game, and you know, I won. So, like, I was, you know, <laughs> I was a counselor. But yeah, I don't know. I always gravitated towards just being that, like, that mediator between two like groups of conflict. It's like instead of like throwing our lightsabers at each other, like let's come together. Let's like dish it out, talk about it. Yeah, everybody in the chat, uh, let us know what kind of Jedi or what kind <laughs> of or what class of Jedi you would be. Um, Kenny says cleaning crew. <laughs> yes that, 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 that's a good way to start the Jedi uh, janitorial team yeah uh, then uh, if we're including high republic roles way seekers because fuck mm. politics in the council <laughs> I would agree with that then um, way seekers are really really interesting especially in the high republic Harith, what do you think we love Orla Jereni Joe literally yes. stole the words right out of my mouth I was going to say I would hope to be like an Orla Jereni type and say F the council F the order I'm going to go off my own and discover myself with the force Wayseeker. Yeah. Jar? I'd probably be a Jedi Temple Guard. I don't know. Something about him just makes me super uh, interested into being one if I were in the Star Wars universe. That's on brand, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, just, no, me, just me and my, my power over here. Not like he's going to turn evil or anything. Like but. So you became a Temple Guard. Yeah. As X-Core would say, as long as you're avoiding the kitchen, everything should be fine. Yes. <laughs> um... I was gonna let that one slide, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what what if I said chef? Leave me alone. <laughs> um, honestly, I'd probably just be a regular Jedi. Maybe like a, a. I'm not an academic, so like I couldn't ever do that. But like maybe just like a regular Jedi who does regular things. You know, I don't do anything extraordinary. <laughs> You could be but, like the Yarrow Poof of like the robot chicken Star Wars skin. It's kind of like existing and you're like, yes. oh, okay. Yes. I did not know that Mon Calamari was a people. <laughs> or, oh, Jesus. Or, really? Hmm. Really? You're going to pull out a... You're oh, ironic. A- ironic. Alanis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she is a grandmaster of the class, so I guess we can that's, kind of give it to her by a grandmaster, but uh, her arch nemesis is Yoda, so I don't understand that. <laughs> As she calls the geriatric gnome. Oh, but, man. Yeah, she does. She does not like Yoda very much. So, But ironically, she did say when we were writing these notes, uh, she did say that this was one of her favorite arcs of the Clone Wars. Which, hey, mostly that's, because that's baby steps. Uh, it, no, well, she, it's not because of Yoda. It's because of Qui-Gon. It's true. 
and also it's super cool uh <laughs> with this episode being the uh <coughs> the arc where qui-gon's force ghost is super important to the story because of what recently happened in obi-wan kenobi yep. with spoiler alert it's been out for about two months now or a month uh qui-gon's force ghost appears and it's it a lot was, longer than that doesn't it almost two months i guess oh but god yeah, uh, Qui-Gon's Force Ghost appears, and he appears in person, but we learn in this story that he is not in physical form yet. So, we are going to learn and talk about why he can't appear, and Yoda's guidance through the Cosmic Force and the Living Force. Yep, absolutely. Char, do you want to take the first episode? You know what, I will take the first episode. Alright, so, let's start with the plot summary of the first episode. So, Season 6, Episode 11, Voices. And guess what, folks? Godfrey. All right. Headphone so, warning, obviously. All right. Yeah. Headphone warning. Ready? Three, two, one. Jedi mystery! A lightsaber was found on the moon of Obadiah, belonging to Sifo Diaz, the Jedi responsible for the creation of the clone army. The Jedi have learned that before the start of the war, Count Dooku murdered Sifo Diaz and skillfully manipulated the Republic into the galactic conflict, intending for the Jedi to fight with the clones at their side. Now, as the Jedi Council meets to discuss the purpose of this deception, Master Yoda <laughs> meditates deep into the Force in search for answers. Well done, my friend. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. you know what? They get better every every time. You yeah. know? I came with energy today. Yeah, you right. did. You came with some heat. You were packing some heat. I, I pack heat every day. All right. So, oh, Jesus. Let, okay, so Good before God. we begin, Harith, everyone in the chat, go ahead and rank that plot summary. And we will get diving into this first episode of this arc. So, so the first episode begins with... Obviously, it's stated in the plot summary. Yoda has a meditation, and Wait, I he's thought in... you were gonna let everybody. Well, I'll do it as it's going on. Um, well, the, well, we didn't get to rank the first one. <laughs> well, go ahead and rank it. <laughs> I was gonna do it as like the, like the chat go as like I'm covering the. Uh, oh, I just see why you don't pass by criticism, Char. See how this works. Okay, okay, go ahead. Make make the ranking real quick. Okay, you guys go. got thirty seconds, and I'm diving in. <laughs> it was average, three out of five. Okay. That's more than five out of ten. So. Okay, X Uh, out of five, uh, I, I, I give it like a four. Okay, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Cody, ten thousand. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was beautiful. That? Wow. Look at that. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what's your five? Rate? I'll give it five. Five out, out of five. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Out okay. <laughs> So as we dive into this episode, so the first episode, as stated in the plot summary, Yoda is meditating. It looks like in his own personal quarters, uh, trying to find answers to whatever he's looking for. And then he hears the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn and he doesn't believe it. And he's like, dead, you are uh, doesn't believe it. And then uh, Qui-Gon blows out the candles and then he gets lifted. And Yoda, like the first part of this episode, he isn't himself and you can tell this by the all the other jedi in the council mace windu obi-wan they all notice that there's something wrong with yoda and that he's kind of hiding something and yoda is 
isn't sure if this is actually a real voice. So there's a moment where all the Jedi come together and help Yoda meditate to find this voice that is in his head. And they're there all day and night. Like you can see the, the, the elapsed time of of the sun, the sunrise and sunset of Coruscant and that they don't find a voice that he heard. So he goes through this medical chamber, like this, this very back to tank esque thing to help him get into a deep meditative state. And Yoda does reach out to Qui-Gon again and Qui-Gon tells him to go to Dagobah and that that was that's where he will start his training to become whatever Qui-Gon is doing right now when the time comes and he is under watch in in the nursing area and he calls for Anakin and I love how he goes to Anakin um, about it because Anakin is very spontaneous and he is the one that will get blamed for Yoda uh, escaping the uh the temple and yeah i just love how yoda in that moment when he was talking to anakin he looked like he was about maybe 50 year old anakin not 50 year old anakin 50 year old yoda like a very young not looking like a grogu but he was young he was very energetic he was like cause some trouble i must (laughs) and but yeah before i i dive into what he does next i just want to ask you why do you think qui-gon makes a point to tell yoda to trust no one and to come alone to Dagobah. <clears throat> Don't all jump out at once. Uh, I think. I think. Like, oh, go ahead, Core. I, no, 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 after you. Go ahead. Okay. I, I. So I was rewatching this, like, obviously before the podcast, just to kind of refresh, and I was like thinking, because I think like Qui Gon. It, it's like it's a test. I mean, obviously, I don't want to give spoilers for the rest of the arc yet, but like he's telling him not to trust anyone because like this isn't intended for anyone else. Like this path he's leading him onto is for him. Um, I will say side note. I really like how in that split second, Anakin's like, here's Qui-Gon. So uh, before he goes and talks to Yoda outside before the whole meditation scene and everything, you just hear Anakin kind of like, Oh, what was that? But like, I don't know if that speaks to their connection or Anakin's like connection to the force or like, what that was i really just liked that detail um but yeah, yeah I, I think like i think it's just intended for him so he's just like don't trust anyone because it's like their journey it's yours well and also you're you're bringing up the uh uh like the connection to qui-gon he also i mean it's touched upon it have has everybody here read queen's hope no i have no i have not. that's why i was biting my tongue luke <laughs> Oh, oh! You can spoil it for me. Well, that—that's just me, not everyone else. X core. Hold on. Uh, no, I won't talk about no, it. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. X core. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Let's just say that connection to Qui Gon is very strong. Let's okay. just say that. Yeah, um, okay. it's hmm. hinted. It's hinted in in Queen's Hope as well. Um, but. It's really interesting to watch Yoda and mm-hmm. I, like how the Jedi just stand there touching Yoda for like a whole day. Like, let's be real here. That's a deep, deep meditation. And if somebody fell asleep, that would have been hilarious. The whole thing just goes down. Kiyoti money just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, this is one of my favorite arcs, but I always forget how Kiyoti Mundi is Kiyoti Mundi the entire fucking time. Oh, he's the. Well, 
He's just like, mm, it's a trick. It's a trick. I know more than everybody. Yeah, okay. It's a trick. It's a trick. It's a trick. It's a trick. There's one point I want to go over. If you watched Pod Ones or if you're a real OG and watched They Fly Now, we, you guys know how much we, we hate Slander Keanu. We hate, we hate Keanu. Throughout this entire first episode, he's just being a dick. And like, there's just this one scene. I, I literally wrote down word for word element. You literally hopped in as I'm doing Keanu Monday Slander. Word for word for what he says. What Yoda claims is not possible. The dead part of the Cosmic Force lose and they lose their individuality. Keanu Mundy, you're like one of those toxic fans that's so absolute about the Force. Oh, I know everything about the Force, so that's not possible. Like, screw you, Keanu Mundy. Yeah. Yes, Hi, Element. Our third Hello. guest today is the, <laughs> the co-host of Diet in the Force. He is the Pod Once Podcast Star Wars Trivia Champion, Element 7, everyone. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. good, good. Real quick, if you were a Jedi, what type of Jedi would you be? A way seeker for sure. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harith an and uh, Ven in the chat were both way seekers because I mean, of it, politics it, and the council. There's nothing more appealing than being a Jedi, but also not being beholden to like the council. You just yeah. kind of like listen to the Force and do what you got to do. No doubt, mm. no doubt, no doubt. But uh, Element, where can the good people follow you really quick? Um, YouTube.com/slash Diet in the Force on TikTok underscore elements of an underscore underscore gang uh and uh same on twitter awesome awesome, awesome. uh char do you want to repeat the question for yeah elements so i was just diving in a bit of the the first episode and i just wanted to come and ask you why do you think qui-gon makes a point to tell yoda to trust no one and come alone to dagobah i mean qui-gon's aware He's aware that there there are certain things that are being clouded by the dark side. Um, and he doesn't want his message to be tainted in any way or or uh, manipulated in any way. So, like, if, if he were to happen and be like, oh, I'm going here on a certain quest to find something to, like, the council. And they just so happen to tell Palpatine and, like, you know, Palpatine changes his contingencies and his plans to... Um, uh, something else other than, you know, invading his mind with Count Dooku. Like, I, I think I think that alone was reactionary on Palpatine's part. But if he mm -hmm. knew beforehand what Yoda was doing, it would have been even worse. Yeah, right. Spot on. Um, so when <clears throat> that happens, so when Yoda goes to Dagobah after um, sneaking out to the hangar bay with R2 and getting in a starship and flying to Dagobah, uh, he walks for a little bit and then he sees this gleaming ball of light and and he's curious, like, Qui-Gon, is that you? And then Qui-Gon tells him that um, this place is insanely strong with the force and that uh, he did not complete his training, that his manifestation um, to become one to uh, manifest into a force ghost was not complete yet. Obviously, we do see it complete in the Kenobi show, but it's not done yet. So at this point in time, he is just a essence um, that is there, but you can't see him or sense him. Um, but Yoda is being tasked to go to this place where it is literally the essence of the Force. It's where all the wellspring of life and where life is 
uh, created. So that is where Qui-Gon tells him to go to begin his teachings. Um, so to, little, to backtrack a little bit to about Yoda going to Anakin for help. Um, besides Anakin's expertise in disobeying the council, because Yoda tells him that he um, uh, doesn't, follow, <laughs> doesn't follow the rules as often as he should, why else do you think Yoda asked for Anakin's help escaping uh, the nursing block of the Jedi Temple? Because uh, Anakin's not going to ask any questions. <laughs> Anakin's, Anakin's chaotic. He's going to do it for the walls. I mean, that's <laughs> He's like, wait, wait. The Jedi, the, the Grand Master's going to owe me a favor? He's got trouble at the same time? All right, I'm in it. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I think also that Anakin has his own secrets. Oh, yeah. You know, so he kind of he like knows. <laughs> he knows what it's like. So he relates to Yoda, at least on this level. Mm. So... And I think, you, oh, sorry. No, you go, Chad. Uh, I think Yoda also sees, you know, he's thinking he hears Qui-Gon. And I think in a way he sees a lot of that spontaneity and Anakin that he saw in Qui-Gon. And so there's almost kind of that connection of like, you know, I got to find out, is this really Qui-Gon or not? But also like, oh, hey, it's kind of like, you know, here's Anakin here. And like, I can see a lot of their similarities and they mean a lot to me. You know, he, I think even Yoda says like, it's your spontaneity and like who you are that, that differentiates you from everyone else. Yeah, I think he just kind of there's similarities with that. That I don't know something like that. There was a rambling there, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it's Ben's that, right here. Yeah, Yoda, Yoda, <laughs> no snitch. Like he he knows a lot, but <laughs> you know he he's he's a riddle person. He doesn't. He, he whenever he teaches someone, he never tells them the answer. Always answers in a riddle and lets them figure it out. So if someone went up to Yoda and he was and they were like, "Are are Anakin and Padme like?" lovers Yoda be like hmm, question for another time that is and then just like <laughs> runs off <laughs> good question what? for another time no no like <laughs> think about this though who who would be more confused like if you had two characters from two different franchises like and you had them do a riddle off Gollum and Yoda oh, who God. would win who would have the more confusing riddle can I add in Riddler to this mix? I was about to say Riddler. Yeah. yeah. Um, for extra chaos. Gollum would be more confusing, but Yoda wouldn't care. <laughs> That's true. Yoda would be like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, two no answer there is. Pointy-eared folks mm. that just want to solve puzzles all day. <laughs> but I was going to mention, uh, as I uh, was letting chat time go, I love how when uh, Yoda just like, shoots off, Mace Windu's like, like looking at Anakin, like are you doing this again? And he's like, "Look, for once, it wasn't me. <laughs> like, leave me alone." No, yeah, I, I think it's I funny. That. I think it's I. I, I feel oh, like it's funny that oh, Jesus. Pat and uh, Kenny are saying oh. Uncle Iro. Oh, oh, Iro. Mm. Oh. Iro. They, Uncle Iro's no, Jasmine not, teeth. They're too they're similar. Not, they're not telling riddles to each other. They're just they're gonna just sit down and have tea and tea. that's it. <laughs> just in silence. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything. No, but I think it's interesting that, that he uh, that Yoda does pick Anakin because he even though he does bring a lot of headaches to the council, he Yoda knows like like Peppa was saying, he knows all the secrets. He knows and he loves how Anakin is is trying to differentiate differentiate himself from uh, the rest of the Jedi, and he's just like it's not gonna be it's not gonna make a whole lot of noise if Anakin helps me out. 
Because, I mean, they expect that from him. Now, if he were to do that with Obi-Wan, everybody would be shocked. Because, you know, Obi-Wan is, like, adamant about following the rules to a T. For the most part. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It also yeah. shows that Yoda is very much self-aware. Like, he knows that he can't confide in Mace. He can't confide in anyone else in the council. He's like, these bitches are just going to, like you know, keep me from doing this, like following my, my heart. <laughs> I'd trust Kit Fisto. I'm just saying. Oh, you would trust Kit Fisto with his shirt off. That's what I mean, among the people I mean, that, that were there. Exactly. Like you couldn't know. trust them. They're all, they're all like too dependent on the order and the council themselves. Like, so they're going to tell master Yoda, like, no, no, man, you're too important. You can't, you can't leave. It's like, no, nah, mm-hmm. He's like, he's got, he's got stuff to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> spent, spent 76 hours a freaking day in that temple, man. <laughs> well, the one person that I think we can all agree on that he would never ask, even if he was the last person, would be fucking Keanu. Yachty Mundy. <laughs> Fuck that asshole. Go to this place or must. What about the droid? The, 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 the droid attack on the What about the droid attack Well, what if it's a trick? What if Dooku is trying to get in Yoda's mind? It's like, fuck you, Kiyadi. Deception. Think with, think with one brain, you must this time. <laughs> <laughs> Too so, bro, much. You've made your point. Let, let, let everybody else talk. It's their turn now. The <laughs> same thing six times is not winning an argument. Like, oh if you're just God. saying the same thing, over again. <laughs> no, Gollum would definitely suffer from an aneurysm. Like he would switch from Gollum and Smeagol and Yoda was like, You must teach yourself to learn to let go of everything you fear to lose. And he's just like, No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how that would go. But yeah. And rather yeah. be like, I'm the sane one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh chart. Uh okay. So when he's on Dagobah, after he's done talking to Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon tells him to follow the light, and the light takes him to the legendary dark side cave on Dagobah. And Yoda, he has a very same, he has the same vision as Anakin does on Mortis, but obviously it has a different purpose. They're both showing the future, but Anakin is being shown what his future is. Um, but Yoda sees what is happening. He sees shock T's demise he sees mace windu getting electrocuted and he sees darth sidious and and city says this is the only way and like you know typical dark side uh manipulation and and it was a very powerful scene having yoda experience this and you see all the the fog and the dust come out of the cave and he's lying on the end by the entry all like completely incapacitated like he was not aware he was not ready for that and Qui-Gon tells him to get up and and we move on essentially to the next episode but before we go to the second episode of this what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Ark, I just, I'm curious to hear all your answers on this. Do you think seeing all of his friends die was a motivation for him to continue further with his training? How does this go against his actions in Empire Strikes Back? Any one of you. Oh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was motivation for him to continue his training. I think he already set out to do that. I think what this vision was, was a motivation for him, um, to fall back on his ultimate teaching, which is to, to let go. I think, uh, mm. he had resigned himself at that point, um, because he, he always teaches, you know, interpret, like interpret, you must what you see. And he interpreted that, that whatever come what may he's going to have to live with it and he's going to have to 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 go on with his life however you know the force um like however the force unravels before him and i think that's why it was so much easier not not easy but easier for him to go into exile and accept all of this stuff you know i think yoda is the best at saying i failed I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I agree. Like he understand. He also understands that the forced vision is is a manipulation, and he also understands that um, no matter. And I, I can't remember if, it, if it's him that says it or if it's Qui Gon that tells him. And I just watched this yesterday, so I should remember. But at the end, he's like, he's like, there, no, there is always hope. Like that's that's the lesson of Star Wars. Like no matter what happens, there is there's always hope. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is a vision of the future. Does he know exactly that it's going to actually happen? No. Is there any way to prevent it? Also, no. But he's he's been tasked with doing something that's beyond himself, and he's going to go do that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I'm going to address Alanis in the chat, right? I was waiting for this one. I was oh, also going to address her as well. <laughs> let's I'm, I'm just going to say this. Let's not let's not think that Yoda has to fix every goddamn thing in the world <laughs> to be liked. OK, that's all I'll say. Uh, I was going to ask Chad, do you have anything to add on this? Or I don't know how I can follow up to that sentence just now. Um, <laughs> it, but no, um, I don't know. I'm thinking about how that's worded. You know, how does this go against Yoda's actions and Empire Strikes Back? And I think that the element in court made the comments about like how, you know, kind of falling back to that ultimate state of like, you know, just kind of going with what the force 
is doing. You know, it's like you can't really go again. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey. uh, um, but I think, like, you know, it speaks to, like, when they talk to, to Luke and Empire and they're like, you know, if you leave now, help them, you could. But, you know, if you honor what they fight for, then, like, yeah, you'd be willing to, to let them be sacrificed for, like, the ultimate greater good by you rushing in, you could be causing more harm than good. Like you need to stick with like what we know could be the best path. And I don't know, there's some wisdom to that because obviously they saw with like, you know, Anakin following his visions and we see how that went, which was very, very bad trying to fight what was just naturally going to happen. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I think that I think in a way like this kind of motivated him to be like, yeah, we shouldn't rush into things head first. Kind of like the whole, Clone Wars, like we rushed into it. We should have mm -hmm. sat and thought about it. Like, what is our actions? There's, there's a big difference, though, between Luke and Anakin. Anakin was trying to save Padme for Anakin. Luke was trying to save his friends because they're his friends. Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with that. But I think the the, the lesson in, in that also is that rushing in without a plan, you know, not really thinking about, like, why you're doing this. Ultimately, with Anakin, it was very selfish, but, like, you're not even going to like sit and think like that was Anakin's whole plan all the time. <laughs> That's true. Is that why we all love him? He just kind of goes in and hopes for the best. Don't we all do that a little? Was Anakin and Obi-Wan like the whole time, like the entire Clone Wars. I'm just going to do this. Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> sure you want to do that? Absolutely not. See, it's, like, it's like the episode in the, in the Clone Wars before, I think it was when the, the bombing of the temple and you see like Ahsoka and Anakin flying the starfighters and all the buzz droids are under his ship. And I'm like, that just feels like just an, a common everyday thing for him. Like he just flew in, everything's breaking around him. Yeah, it's fine. It's I probably forget. fun. I forget which episode he says it, but like they're about to go off and do something. And, and Obi-Wan is like, do you have a plan? And Anakin's like, yeah, I will. <laughs> I think that's when uh, I think it is the uh, first episode of Siege of Mandalore. When he's like, uh, he uh, he's like, so Anakin, what are you doing? Get down. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, he's just like dodging, <laughs> yeah. dodging the bullets. There's a thousand, like, thousand droids top. Yeah, he's just like, there's a thousand uh, droids out there tops. Yeah. He's like, do you have a plan? He's like, no, but I'll have one. <laughs> but no. I, oh, oh, sorry. I also don't think that, that it goes against his teachings in ESP. I, I think I think Yoda never um, tells people what to do. You know, he's giving them the warnings and he's letting them decide for themselves. It was it's the 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 lesson that he came out of this with was to, you know, let people choose. And uh, as much as as much as he warns against Luke to, you know, be impulsive and go off, it's still a part of his teaching of letting go. You know, letting go of everything you fear to lose. So, you know, he's he's warning Luke about all of this stuff. And then as soon as Luke says, I understand, Yoda's like, oh, he gets it. OK, <laughs> you can, whatever you want, then, as long as you know about, you know, what you what you'd stand to lose. No, you, you absolutely hit the, the nail on the head. What I was going to say of like. Because what happens is Luke sees his friends dying, and then he's like, "Yoda, can you like look into the future to see what happens?" And he's like, "There, it's unclear." And then again, like Pep just said, he he let him make the choice, and then he was like, "All right, go." And if we're going back to this arc, 
he sees the future and he's like, you know what? This could happen. This could not happen. This is force visions. Force visions are super weird and unclear. And if I try to push forward and try to solve this problem, I'm just going to make things worse. So I'm just going to let everything play out as the will of the force foresees it. Because if he just ran into the Jedi Temple and was like, oh my God, Mace Windu, you're going to die at the hands of Sidious. Mace Windu's going to be like, what the hell? Or no, Shakti. He's just going to march into his office early. <laughs> Shakti, you're going to die twice in one movie. <laughs> Actually, you're three two times. separate ways. You're going to die at the hands of a blue lightsaber. I don't know how, but it's a Jedi. I bet or it's Keanu Moody. Yeah, yeah, Keanu Moody. He's behind me. No, yeah. it'd be like it, Keanu, it was Keanu Moody all along. Leave them now. Help them you could, but you will destroy all which they have fought and suffered. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Empire Strikes Back boy has to get a Empire Strikes Back yeah, line in there. It's just I like, understand. <laughs> again, it just goes back to like I I really don't see the point y'all are getting at with like how does this go against Empire? I think this kind of just backups Empire. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was quick, gonna be an interesting question. Well, I, I think I think I think the point in how I'm seeing that is just like, you know, kind of Luke saw a vision of his friends dying. So like in a way, did this prompt Yoda to want to move forward and like immediately without thinking, mm, should I move forward with this? But like, yeah, I think like the end lesson he learns kind of reinforces to not head rush into things. Mm-hmm. In, and yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm like. In fact, he doesn't. He just goes off and continues the training. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if, he, like if he was impulsive, it, he'd be like, oh, I got to get back to the temple. Things are going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things. But he's like, are uh, about to go down. Yeah. If you take the quick and easy path, like Vader did, you will become an agent of evil. Oh, number two. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> Enough Yoda quotes. Okay. So, with that out of the way, that is the end of the first episode of this arc. And now, who's going to take the reins for episode two? Sounds like a Luke thing. Sure. Why yeah, not? Luke, you are the middleman. You are the ham and cheese of the sandwich. Well, you got to do the plot summary, though. That is true. Yeah, that's always fun in games. Okay, so now we dive into the second episode of this arc, which is season six, episode 12, Destiny. Plot summary again. Godfried. Head, you head, took a uh, guess. Headphone, Whoa. Check. headphone check. Headphone Head, check. Headphone, headphone warning. warning. All right, this is your warning in three, two, one. Blinded by the dark side, the Jedi Council has begun to unravel the mystery of how the clone army was created. And now the and now fear the Sith Lord Count Dooku was behind it. <laughs> Master Yoda searches for answers, and during deep meditation, he is able to contact the spirit of Qui Gon Jinn, who reveals to Yoda that he must manifest his consciousness after death if he is to preserve the Jedi Order. Now we must find Master Yoda. Now we find Master Yoda deep in space, searching for a path to ones who will teach him all he does not know of the Force. <laughs> oh my god, that was long. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I could hear the echo from from Pep's headphones. I just his own microphone. So I have something bad, different huh? up my sleeves, Char, for this ranking. I'm not going to say the rankings. I have someone else that will. 
we can play this up. <laughs> oh, if it'll load. If it'll load. <laughs> I, I, after reading that, I felt like Yoda after the, the dark side cave. Here I we just go. fell oh, and I'm just dead. For a brief Carl, look at what you've done. You've destroyed the seventh elemental drums. Two and a half out of five. Tom <laughs> Kane, what are you doing? <laughs> is there like a text to speech with Tom Kane? Yes, there is. That's crazy. That's, crazy. Um, that's why I gave up on you, Tom Kane. Gilbert's better. <laughs> He's, oh, so Tom man. Kane says two and a half out of five. Uh, okay. I would say three out of five because you had a pause. Hey, that pause was pretty good. Uh, it, you needed it. No, I milked yeah. it a little bit, okay? Yeah. You were going to... No, I didn't need it. it. I was kind of messing up on the words, and I wanted to restart it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, anyway, everyone in the chat, let me know down below what you thought about that plot summary. Was it too loud? Was it too quiet? Probably not, but let me know. So <laughs> uh, we go into episode two called Destiny. Death is just the beginning, is what the moral is. So we see uh, Yoda obviously leaving Dagobah. Um, he's just gone through his first trial. He is now heading to the a planet. Well, okay. So here's here's kind of an off-topic question: Would you, is that considered a nebula, or is yeah, it a, a? It's a planet. Yeah, because it's mm -hmm. like when you when he shows up to it, I'm like. So I, I if you watch Star Wars, uh, if you watch Star Wars um, explains year like look canon update or whatever, he uh, goes through the whole timeline. He starts there and that's where the force originates from. Correct. Mm -hmm. if, I'm, yes. if I'm not wrong. Yes. Um, so he shows up there. He uh, ends up uh, like R2's like, dude, you want me to come with? Or do you want me to stay behind again? And I love how Yoda just is like, basically, I don't need your help. You're cool. I just brought you along to be a companion so that I'm not. A, if something happens to me, you can help me out. Um, what? And the I was just I was just smiling, hoping you would never acknowledge that. You don't have to put all of them on screen, Luke. You know. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> what? What? Where? Why? How? Chase. Chase is just. What the heck, man? Chase is just being. <laughs> Chase. <laughs> Save it for uh, the DMs, okay? Oh, good God. <laughs> it gets spicy uh, in the DMs. No, it does not. Uh, so it, it, he he ends up going down into the planet itself, and it, you kind of get like a uh, Kong, like there's a jungle underneath the, the, the crust of the earth type of bullshit. Um, and then he meets the Wills, the Guardians of the Wills, uh, that George Lucas originally wrote Star Wars. Like, that was supposed to be the main title of A New Hope was supposed to be, uh, uh, Book of the, the Wills. Wills. The Wills. Book of the Wills. The Wills. Uh, um, Journal is a Guardian. The, Journal of the Wills. Yeah, yeah, Journal of the Wills. Uh, so he meets the Wills, and, uh, they, sh they appear to him in very many emotions, uh, um, they are confusion, yep. sadness, joy, anger, and serenity. Serenity. Um, funny joke. I did ask. I, I dumb, Chad. dumb wise. Chad. Dumb. Oh my god. <laughs> dumb. Uh, dumbly, I asked Alanis when we were writing these notes. Uh, I was like, "Is serenity a feeling?" And and instantly she just like, "Yep, there we go." That that exactly what Xcore did is exactly what she. That's exactly what she did. Like I, I gotta give you two of these. Like I get one's not enough. Uh, yeah, hey, I was. It was. I gotta give you the question. Jackie Chan. 
No, because uh, Char's uh, playing through his old cahoots, and then one of them was, what are the, like, three emotions of the wills? And Serenity was one of them, and I clicked another one, and I was like, and Char's like, no, it's Serenity. I'm like, I'm like, that's yeah. not an emotion. No, no, one of them, it was, the question was, which one is not an emotion? The answer was happiness. Happiness is not an emotion. Joy is an emotion, is an emotion. but not happiness. So that's, that's just a little mm-hmm. behind the scenes of what <clears throat> has to deal with when she writes these questions, and I approve or disapprove of them which is hardly ever when i disapprove of a question um but the first question for this episode do you believe that yoda actually believes he has full knowledge of the force before entering the cave yeah no 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 the thing is he's always like is even even at the start of this episode is like uh the, the start of the arc rather he's like he's like you know yeah i, I know I know what I. What does he say exactly? I think when he's talking to Anakin. Yeah, it's when he's talking yeah. to Anakin. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's not possible um, with everything we know of the Force, but what yep. if, what we don't know of the Force. Yeah, so he already understands that there's a lack of understanding. We have to we have to take into consideration the context with which he answers the question, and that then that's basically Serenity asking him, or Serenity saying that he she has or that they have something to show Yoda and Yoda says, know everything I do of the force. And I think yeah, he, he believes was very that. confident. Yeah. I think I, he really I, believes it. There there's, he's, he's capable of conceit, conce- like being conceited in this case because, um, I mean, he's freaking, he's almost 900. Um, there's almost nothing. Some, anybody can show him about the force. And this is like the first thing that's happened to him in like centuries that is new. And while he can, he can admit and has admitted, as you guys pointed out, that there are things he doesn't know. I I think in his, um, in his conceit, what's the, what's the word that, in his, in his hubris, like when he meets this person or this entity that he doesn't know, you know, he, he's being a little, he's being a little bit, you know, conceited. And he's like, there's, there's nothing you can show me that I don't know. Um, and I think he believes it at that very moment. And he's proven wrong uh, in the next few seconds. No, yeah, I, I would agree with you, Pep. Because of the way, like, the way he says it. Like, he's like, I know everything about the Force I do. And the Wills are like, ha, you don't, motherfucker. <laughs> get, get, get to learning, because we're about to make you learn today. I mean, oh. he's like, it, it goes, it goes yeah. with what happens next, right? He's yeah. like, afraid I'm not, but he, 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 he can, you know? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he does step up to the plate and he's like, maybe, okay, maybe I don't know everything about the force. And it, I think that's a very interesting thing because like Pep was saying, he's 900 years old. Of course, he's probably going to know quite a bit about the force. He's been everywhere. He's seen things. He's, he's, he's lived a, a century or, or nine centuries uh, of a life, um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. Harith, uh, no, I, I would agree with you guys. Like at this point, Yoda's lived about eight hundred and like what seventy eight years. I'm not gonna try to guess his age, but like this is just a ballpark number. He thinks he knows everything. He's seen centuries of i wouldn't say like, what, like a century of everything and he believes he's like all knowledgeable and powerful and he gets proven wrong so sure in his mind he's and what he's saying he's like yeah i know everything 
And that's the point. Even Yoda doesn't know everything. So he can always learn. And that's what he does with this arc. He learns about everything. I, I had headcanon that as soon as he answered, he was like, oh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> Probably. Uh, Char? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Element on this one where Yoda goes into the cave knowing that he, he is fully confident on his abilities and what he knows of the Force. But when he goes, he's like, oh, there's a lot that I am not aware of. And this is just taking one of those big steps into becoming um, to reach immortality. And that he has to go through a lot of trials and tribulations to pass the Wills' tests. So I because he was like um, aware of the evil and aware of the darkness. And he's like, Jedi Master, I am. And no, I all of the myself, I do. <laughs> yeah, he he was confident of his abilities, but in the in in the long run, he was like, "Wow, uh, I was not seeing that. I did not expect that to be um, that much, uh, that excruciating, that uh, energizing. Like, I didn't know it was supposed to. I don't know it was going to take that much out of me to f- to pass the test. So, I think that uh, he was not fully prepared." We, we tell ourselves these things to, you know, it's, it's, it's galaxy cope, you know, he, he's in front of all of these aspects and then he's like, afraid I'm not. And then they're like, you will be. And I feel like that backs up <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Luke's like, I'm not afraid. He's like, you will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, they're no, no. like, now the roles are reversed. Ha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's like, I did this once. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, yeah. Um, before we get into the second question, I mean, he he ends up following the wills into another dangerous uh, situation where he literally has to fight off a Nazgul-looking uh, Yoda. Like that's what I would like when I was watching this. I was like, okay, so he's in the shadow realm. He's in the shadow realm of uh, of Lord of the Rings. Where the where Star the ring rates look, yeah, I know, but where there's a lot of things that I have on my mind recently. There's a lot of nerd shit going on in my life, um, but uh, it's uh, it, it's so interesting to see like him take on this form of the dark side. Um, it begs the question: uh, Do you think the other Jedi would be surprised that Yoda had a dark side? Do you think that they thought that he was incapable of that? Yeah, I mean, even even he didn't realize how how powerful his own dark side was. But, I mean, it surprised him. So, yeah, I think um, I think every everyone on the council is aware that everyone has their own inner darkness, um, which is a different thing. Um, and it, and it, and it manifests into the dark side once it starts to control you, which is what Yoda says in this episode. He's like, um, it is I who control you. Um, the dark side, um, my dark side, you are, um, reject you. I do. Uh, and you know, Mace is a good example of this. He uses his inner darkness to channel the more primal feelings that he has, but, but he, I hate to use this word, but he edges. 
where you know. <laughs> what is he an edge lord now? <laughs> he he edges so that he doesn't let them control him, which is why Vop had you know is still in line with the tenets of the Jedi Code. Um, and so I mean they wouldn't be surprised that that everybody every Jedi has inner darkness, but they'd be surprised to see that thing because <laughs> that's a freaky Yoda. Yeah, no, no doubt. Like it's scary to see. Uh, Yoda fighting like a miniature self. It's just, just great. God. <laughs> I mean, that. That. Oh. That. oh um. Uh, Cody, your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> you always <laughs> give me like. The, you always give me yeah. the, Hey, what are your thoughts after like the worst sentences? Yep. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I guess. Hey, thanks for having hey, me. Hey, you got You got You got to get better at your composure, man. Come on. Uh, no, because I, I just, this is my real emotion. You know, I just. It, it, oh my god. Is um, it confusion? Is it anger? Is it? <laughs> I've missed being. I've missed. I don't think it's serenity. <laughs> That's the last thing. <laughs> no, I think like. Well, I mean, I think you look at episode one, like. Yoda is showing some form of emotion that's not a calm, like, approach. It's not, like, a focused, like, wise Jedi Master approach. And they're like, oh, what's what's wrong with him? Like, is it the dark side? Like, what's going on? You know, there's that bit of panic that the Council has. And it's, like, not even anything, like, exhibiting itself as dark side. They're just afraid, like, oh, he may be corrupted to it. So I think, like, they know the dark side dwells within all. And to see him have a dark side, I don't I think obviously, like, for him, like, they'd be a little surprised, but it's like, okay, you know, it just really shows that this really isn't everyone and how seriously we even have to take it, even our grandest of masters. Um, so, yeah. I also have to ask, do you think the part of the dark side that is in the temple, in that Sith shrine, also kind of has that effect on 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 him actually having more of a presence in the in that dark side in that moment so i want to find who the jedi architect was it's like hey i have this great plot of land right here we can just build this temple like right above this it, it's just a synth temple don't worry about it you know it's fine <laughs> well and yeah. I, not I just, coming back anytime soon yeah it's just like listen it's great property value you got like the sun right there but like <laughs> yeah I, I uh the real estate agent was really pushing it he was you know? I'm, i, I it, oh my, it's probably like it was probably like dex from his diner days like you know just like, <laughs> i got this great piece of land right <laughs> but um yeah i mean obviously i, I do think that like maybe in a bit of a way that was a bit of hubris on the Jedi. I think like, Oh, we've overcome, you know, these dark side tendencies with like, weird control of, you know, our inner light and following the force. And by doing that, building above it, like, yeah, that corruption can seep into the foundations. Um, and you kind of see that through the clone wars. Like they think they're doing what's right. And the dark side is slowly seeping in without them realizing it. Well, so and yeah. in Pat, well, that's explained in Tarkin, correct? Of like why the Jedi did it. Or do we not really have an explanation of why in canon? Because um, I also thought that we didn't have a canon explanation of why, of how Anakin was able to turn into a Force ghost, but then you tweeted out that there was one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the book is called Absolutely Everything You Need to Know. Well, should, there you uh, go. I copy, should get that. Copy, copy. Yeah. Um, copy no, I don't. Dark. I don't. I mean, I think, I think it, yeah, I think it comes down to hubris. I think, um, uh, 
they they correctly believe that the light side is balance, and it, and it is because you know the light doesn't um, doesn't obstruct any flow of the force. But what they don't realize is that any nexus will seek to equalize itself. And th- this is the same reason why Yoda is able to exist on Dagobah is because he is like a paragon of light. And outside of that cave, it's like they're balancing each other out. And so on top of this dark side nexus, like the, you've got like what? Hundreds of Jedi. Yeah. And so and so, yeah. you know, while light, it light itself is balance and dark side and the existence of dark side is not imbalance. Um, it's going to seek to equalize in a way that like, you know, they think that they're overpowering it, but it's just going to, you know, it's going to affect them negatively. And I think that it shows. Well, I mean, this isn't the first time that the Jedi have built a temple where there's a dark side nexus. I mean, Octo exists. That's older than Coruscant. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's sort of a thing they do. So, yeah, I mean, and and is it is it safer to leave that thing somewhere on a planet like Coruscant unattended, or or is it is it a better decision to put a bunch of Jedi and tell people they can't mm. go? That's a good point. We, we yeah, get, that's we a get good point. That and yeah. uh, it's into the dark where they you know that's yes. where you take Sith artifacts that they find that are too dangerous to be left where they found them. Yep, mm, or that's they, an interesting question. That's a good point. No, yeah, it it it, it begs it. It's in. It just. I find it so funny that like the Jedi are just like, okay, fuck them. We're just mm-hmm. gonna, just gonna well, put our okay. shit on top of theirs. So I think, I think the thing is, is no, go ahead, Pat. No, well, I think I I think they are constantly taking taking into consideration um, what could happen if they do leave it alone. I I think. I think what what it came down to over time, including with the hubris of the Jedi Order, is their concentration of numbers within that nexus. If you think about the numbers leading up to Order 66, they had over 10,000 Jedi, and that was spread across the galaxy. They had they had temples everywhere, whereas by the time Order 66 happened, they were mostly concentrated. They had given up their kind of outpost approach of galactic peacekeeping which was another mistake and um, it just concentrated everything on that spot which made it even more Israel is 5,690 miles away from the US 11 hours by plane hate travels faster in a comment in a post in a second Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kids' tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. 
Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. It made it easier to cloud all of the Jedi since they were on that spot. Whereas if like they were spread out, there would be some Jedi that would come back and be like, hey, I think you guys are being a little bit idiotic right now. Um, so, yeah... I forgot where I was going with that, but I think like just their concentration on Coruscant kind of definitely led to them being clouded a lot easier than if they were spread out. And I think it goes to um, with with hubris and, and all that. It, they became very complacent after the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, yeah, you know, the Sith, they're gone. You know, yeah. At some point, at some point, the Nile, we beat them too. Like, come on. We're the Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 see how we'll see how that uh, plays out in uh, Phase Three. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not over, but I mean, they obviously win at whatever the cost actually happens to be. I mean, mm. you know, yeah, you don't that, hear about that's where I was going with it. The Sith, right? If they if they leave these dark side nexuses alone, and a Sith builds on top of it then it's 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 dangerous so i think they were like thinking that they would just kind of like just build on top of it equalize the the nexus and just you know but then as you said they get they got complacent and they thought the the sith were gone and i mean and we've seen, really we've seen a few times too what can happen when even a non-force sensitive person comes into contact with a sith artifact like it's yeah. bad it's bad news so um, yeah, I mean, is it is it okay to leave that thing? And especially, I mean, Coruscant was never like a, a, a small planet, a small populous planet. It's it's a world that's a city, and it's in the the core. So, has everybody yeah. read Shadow of the Sith? I am a quarter of the way through. So, all right, I can't say anything. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, read the, I read the part at the dig. That's like the last thing. Uh, I yeah, yeah, that yeah, that that's, is that's what I was gonna point to. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Like. One of the yes. things I was talking about. Yeah, that that book is wild. But, Dude, it's it's crazy. It's but it's 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 a thing. But I wanted to point out. I do find it interesting. If Clone Wars never did get canceled, we would have had an arc where Palpatine would have gone down to the Sith shrine, and Ahsoka would have encountered him. Obviously, that got changed into Ahsoka's walkabout, and they combined two arcs together in season seven. But Clone Wars did have a plan of touching the Sith shrine with Palpatine, so we know Sidious was screwing around with it during the Clone Wars. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> good God, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Let me tell you something, friend. But you have heard of him. <laughs> but you have heard of my Jack Sparrow walk right now. Oh, do please, not please, do, that. do not. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, um, but, yeah, Char, go ahead. Uh, so do I? Th- yo, did. Would all the Jedi be surprised if Yoda had a dark side part? Of course they would. The Jedi at the time had no idea that the dark side could exist within the Jedi because that just seemed far-fetched to all of them. Because I made a video about balance in the Force, and one of the parts was that darkness has to exist. 
it has to exist within all of us. It has to exist with, doesn't necessarily have to exist with the Sith, but controlling your own inner darkness and having light prevail, that's the balance. So Yoda realizing that there is darkness within him is proving that balance that was within himself. So for all the other Jedi, of course it would be crazy to have a dark side part of yourself, but that's the balance of the force. You need to have darkness to counter or to balance light. So. Yeah. yeah. As I keep saying to everybody, dark, the, the dark side itself is not what is not imbalanced. It's a Sith. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Absolutely. And, this is- I mean, and I mean, if we, if we look at what we have, like we, we have, we have this arc, we have Mortis, like, like at the very center of the force, there is the darkness. I mean, yeah. we're we're at the place where the the, the living force uh, was created, and and there's just a whole whole island over there where <laughs> where it's a little off. So, <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this absolutely. Cy- this this cycle is so brilliantly illustrated in Padawan. If you guys are looking for oh, a I book have, to read yeah. afterwards, yeah, I've, I've got too many books to read, but I'll, yeah, yeah, I'm in the middle of that. For those of you who have read Shadow of the Sith, um, Chapter Twelve is uh, pretty cool. Pretty yeah, Chapter Twelve is <laughs> it's would, pretty cool. I, I would have referenced it earlier, but I don't like spoiling books for people. So, anyway, Pat said we need a char to do Jack Sparrow. Oh, Higher Republic. No, no. So, so what would I do? Like cosplay. A, uh, it's a cosplay. Like a, you do like a, a cosplay. like a mix between like a Stellan Geos and a Jack Sparrow. Yeah, but here's here's my thing. How like, would that work? Huh? Wouldn't Jack Sparrow and Star Wars just be Hondo? Yes, absolutely. Yes. But, but Hano's not a Jedi. so He's not a Jedi, but still. But, but if I want to cosplay him, do I really want to turn myself into a weak way, you know? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is that a question? Like, are you being serious? <laughs> You'll do what you must, Char. There's oh, a gnat in my room. Get out of here. You will try. Um. <laughs> so uh, Yoda goes from fighting off his inner demons uh, in, in completing that taking it completely out and then the emotions all show up and they uh, like one by one, they each like are going around really, really fast. And then all of a sudden they like vanish. And then he ends up getting, I can't really remember. This is about a little bit of phasey part, but somehow he gets put into another vision. It might be after he takes out the dark side part of him because he absorbs it. He passes out. That's what happens. Um, yeah, he he passes out at the dark side cave on Dagobah, but this is the one where, um, yeah, oh yeah, and then they yeah he goes through the valley, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm just failing right now, but uh, I digress. He ends up uh, getting a vision of uh, the like like the younglings from the gathering. Uh, he sees Ahsoka lying in the Jedi Temple, um, and I, uh, Katuni comes down and she goes, "I will take all of your pain away. Just grab my hand." Yeah. And like thinking, and like I was, was, yeah, I was, I was thinking to myself in my head, I was like, "Why wouldn't Yoda just be like, nah, f that? I'm not touching your hand. This is, this is, this is not. It's not how this is supposed to go." But he does it, and then he sees the vision of what could have been. We mm-hmm. get a light set. We get Count Dooku if he hadn't turned to the dark side. We got Ahsoka. We've got um, 
Qui-Gon. No, I was reading the polls. Because yeah. that was at me. Resist uh, the dark side, Luke. Don't look at the chat. No, I'm sorry. Uh, so you get Qui-Gon, Dooku, uh, um, uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Everybody's there. And then he's like, he starts to get into himself. He's like, oh, I re- I'm really, really enjoying this. Like, oh, this is how it should be. And then immediately Dooku says something that, that kind of flips a switch in, in Yoda. And he's like, no, this can't, this can't be real. This can't. Like, you are a traitor, Dooku. No, you to be dead, I do. Yes. You, my old Padawan, are a traitor. Yes. So, so, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, this, the last part, the last question of this episode is, Yoda's vision of peace was seeing all Jedi together. Do you think he holds guilt for what happened to Dooku, to Qui-Gon, or to Ahsoka? I, I, you, you, I definitely think he blames himself, at least a bit, whether he admits it or not, for what happened with Dooku. I mean... It's, that's like having a paddle on is like the closest thing you're going to ha- have to having a kid as a, as a family, Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to see your paddle on who raised probably one of the best Jedi that you've seen in, in, in years in Qui-Gon Jinn and, and having him turn to the dark side is, you know, and then have, having that paddle on be murdered by, you know, a Sith who you thought were, extinct from the galaxy it's he he's got to be he's got to be blaming himself at least partly yeah he holds some measure so uh, for me yoda has yoda has trained over 20,000 jedi and i i think to some degree he he holds some measure of of guilt for losing any number of them but because he's trained so many people, he he has you know, he has experience with copium, and I think he he, uh, he it, it shows in this episode his ability to to. I mean, we we see in the Age of Republic comics with Yoda that he he does harbor shame for his failures. Um, but at the end of the day, it's his ability to to rise above and see like the other side of things and see the the new hope as it were so like his decision to to you know take katuni's hand for example you know it's not just a simple decision to take her hands it's 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 everything around him the force and what it's like doing to his mind uh and that's why he takes takes the hand and and in this case you know we're, we're just seeing the the cope happen uh, gradually until he finally arrives at the fact that, wait, like, this isn't real. It's Yoda mm. going through the seven stages of grief. He just finally hit acceptance. He's accepting what's going on around him. Mm. He just Yoda? went through depression. He just went through acceptance. Mm. That was galaxy brain. Yeah, <laughs> galaxy brain. Cody, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think Yoda, like, I think, again, I think you all mentioned, like, 20,000 paddle ones. Like, I think whether he admits it or not, he has some forms of attachment, not as aggressive, you know, as like say Anakin or others, but it's, you know, those feelings of care, like it is family at the end of the day. I mean, and that's, I think exemplified like in last Jedi, when you see him show up and he's just like, mm, Skywalker, mystery of I. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I, yeah. That's nice. That's just like, you know, a nice like little, like, Hey, I missed you. Like, even I'm a ghost and I can see you anytime. Like I'm really missed you. <laughs> and like, it, I don't know. It's just those little things where it's like, 
he has that attachment. So I think, you know, even from the happy side, you look at the sad side of like, yeah, grief, guilt, like, yeah, absolutely. I think he feels that to some degree. Um, but he, you know, works through it the best he can. So, yeah, I think seeing that was probably traumatizing to him, but it's like, yeah, you know, this is what I want. I can't have it, but maybe I can help make the future better to make it as close to this peace and happiness as I can have it. Yeah. And, he's, and he's still out here trolling Skywalkers, you know. God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's just, that's an eternity now of him just showing up behind Ghost Anakin or Luke, like, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, he, can, can he really troll them after their force goes since, since they like well they exist forever it's just an endless trolling he's just he's yeah but can, but can he troll them anymore because now they can sense him coming because it's basically they're all part of the, the oh, same yeah. they're all hanging out they're all hanging out in, in front of your nose no they're all they're all literally hanging out in front like in the temple but in force go- like like <laughs> like that part that he sees in that vision that's just force force goes purgatory that's, that's literally. Sure. I did. I was gonna say. I imagine Yoda just appearing and then disappearing and then appearing, then disappearing, and Anakin's like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> Yoda, the shit's getting real old. <laughs> I know I can't kill you. I'll sight you do. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Why, now, can you tell him to knock it off? <laughs> well, so now are we getting a show of just the Force Ghosts? Like, you know, we've seen all the regular characters. Let's just have well, one of just I the can't, Force Ghosts. I can't wait for... A be a Lego show. <laughs> well, I can't wait for a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. Ooh. Because you see force ghosts in a I, circle rehearsing for the racing at the end of the rise of Skywalker. Oh, well, <laughs> obviously, so obviously you get that scene, you get the force ghost scene with with uh, uh, Obi Wan, but I also think you're going to get when you're going to get the point of view of when Yoda ends up dying from Yoda, his acceptance into the the bounds of the force. You're probably going to get him seeing Qui Gon for the first time in sixty years. You're going to see him probably, you know, seeing Obi-Wan again. And and then obviously you're going to get the big story of we're going to get Anakin learning how to do it in the final mm-hmm. moments with Obi-Wan. And that one, that's probably going to be my favorite story in that book. Learning and that's because, I, because I've wanted that answer. I've wanted that in a story form. Yeah. For so, so long. Uh, oh, and becoming yeah. a force well, and I think it'd be cool because, like you know, you see right after Yoda's death, and we don't see him again in Return of the Jedi till the very end. But you see Obi Wan right after consoling Luke, and he's like, "He's more machine now than man," and he's he's still convinced that like Anakin's like gone. Which but is- like what happens in that buffer between then to the end, where you're like, okay, like. Did Yoda, like you said, did Yoda and him kind of like talk? So, which like, is which is funny because, in a certain point of view, A New Hope, Qui Gon knows everything that is going that has happened up until this point and what will happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Like Force Ghosts know what are what's going to happen. They're beyond time. They're beyond time. Yeah. So, I think the reason why Obi Wan says those words is to push Luke into into that confrontation because he knows and he wants to hear Luke say, no, I, there's still good in him. I felt it. And oh, kind I of see. Push back. That's how I look at it. Pat. Oh, like, like that, like, like a self-confirmation. Like he, you yeah. know, oh, okay. Yes, that, he knows ooh. what he's about to do is pushing Luke in the right direction. Well, and, and also yeah, that's a good point. That, that's, that's sort of Luke's final test. I mean, they, te- yes. they, 
they both tell him that like the Vader is your final test. You're not a Jedi until you confront your father. And it's it's are you going to take vengeance on him or what are you what are you going to do here, kid? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of a it's sort of a skill check. Like, hey, did, have have you been paying attention in class? You know, did you take good notes? Because this is it here. And Luke, that whole movie is, is, you know, he's walking that line between, you know, giving into his giving into his darkness. I, yeah. I that symbolic scene of him looking at his own hand after cutting off his dad's. Yeah. You're like, whoa, I'm going to become more machine than man if I like. Yeah, if I, if I finish this, shit. I'm be just like him. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. Sorry for getting into it. Uh, uh, getting a little bit of derail, but I really, really. <laughs> I, I love the concept of like Force Ghost knowing what that was an awesome conversation. Yeah. And uh, but uh, Harith Char, you, what are your thoughts on the question? Harith, go ahead. Well, again, it just kind of feel like, like I said, like it's Yoda going through the seven stages of grief. He finally just got over his depression. He's finally going into acceptance. I also view it as like the dark side and light side of him half are fighting right now. Like, the dark side's winning when he's going through death row. He's seeing all this pain, suffering, and death, and everything that he thinks he's caused. And then the light reaches out. It's like, hey, we can show you a path that is there. And it's still like the dark side is deceiving him. And he's like, I'm going to take your hand, thinking it's the lighter half. He goes through. He sees all this pain and guilt. And he's like, you know what? This isn't real. I'm done. And he's like, so yes, he does hold all this guilt and pain. But he, just like Pep was saying, Yoda's ability to let go was the thing that made him overpower and be able to accept it and move on and let go and pass on to his training from Qui-Gon. Yep. Char? Yeah, and just going off of what Harith was saying too, Yoda's version of peace with seeing all the Jedi, he understood that that was a vision, that it wasn't real. Because he calls out Adigalia and says, you are dead. He sees Qui-Gon and says, you died on Naboo, you did. And he sees Dooku and said, my old Padawan, a traitor you are. And then you see Dooku about to cut him down, and then Yoda's able to let go, and and he's able to move on to the next test. But that just proves that, yeah, he does have a little bit of a guilt, because, like, like, all tests, why they would always go through um, a moment in time where it impacts you most. I'm not going to compare this to like stranger things in Vecna, but like, um, it's kind of like what happens with Max and like the balls, the ballroom scene, how it was like a memory that made her happy. Never but at the same time. It was supposed to be a hurtful moment, um, caused by the vision itself. But she was aware that this is not real. And this is supposed to be a kind of a test to see what is going on here and a way to maneuver around it. So it's like he's aware that it's not real and that he's able to accept the truth as maybe he did not before, but he's growing. He does hold guilt, but he's willing to accept the past and move forward. Stranger Things spoiler alert. Jeez. It's been out for over a month. Anyway. Anyway, for a, for a hot minute, I missed. Yeah, if, if you don't care about the show and if you I, haven't I started it yet, you'll probably forget it. No, yep. yeah, I will. I will forget. I probably I I'm gonna wait until it's all over and then I'll watch it. For, anyway. for a, yeah, sorry oh, for wait. a hot moment. I just wanted to say, Char, that when you said Max, I thought you meant Max Rebo, and my mind went. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I'm talking about I was just so confused for a second, then I caught on. But I just had to that let man. You know, like, that man survived yeah. uh, that bombing. 
That man is playing. In I'm sorry, Luke. Max Rebo is a bigger club shitter than Dexter. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Max Rebo <laughs> is not. A, no, no. Dexter Jetster is the ultimate glup shido, and I will not be taking any more questions. On to the next episode. Char, hit the plot summary. Max Rebo is the ultimate jizz whaler. I was going to say, <laughs> he is. I mean, it's true. He is a galaxy renowned jizz whaler. I was going to say, Chad's mind went like, from Max Rebo. To super freak because of the ILM documentary. I'm, I, I wonder how many times so Sice Noodles went up to Max Rebo and say, "Hey, what them toes do?" <laughs> Shayla Ren has entered the chat. <laughs> right. Oh my god! All right, all right. Oh, Pat says Senator Chuchi is the biggest club shit out. Oh, all right, simping, so now simping for Chuchi. Yep. We dive into season six, episode thirteen, the final episode of season six until you know or of the clone war show until it got resumed six years later episode 13 sacrifice and well you guessed it godfrey is coming back for the final episode all right so check headphone warning in three two have throw your headphones now two and a half no i'm just one <laughs> One okay, whatever. All right, darkness on Dagobah. All attention is focused on Yoda, who claims to hear the voice of a long dead Jedi. Convinced that he is guarded by Qui Gon Jinn, he finds five priestesses <laughs> who will teach him how to manifest consciousness after death. After many trials, Yoda travels to Moraband ancient home planet of the Sith. For now, he must face the true evil that may be his undoing, and one that seeks to control the galaxy. I will say, I am gonna miss these for Rebels. Because they do not have, they do not have plot summaries. So, I mean, well, I guess we just gotta, gotta make our own plot summaries. Oh, good God! No. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Pep. Empire Day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. Um, uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for our uh, that one episode of Drop Harris so I can hear your Godfrey impression. That was. Uh, yeah, you heard it a little bit be. come out for a bit. Uh, <laughs> right, just a second. I just did it for three seconds. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Harris, you take, you take, uh, <laughs> before we get into the episode, oh, oh, that's right. That's I got right. a little, I got, you know how I did Tom Kane last time? I got a little someone else this time. Oh God, please be God. <laughs> Wait, I got to process it. Cause I have to process it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm also you, but quieter. That blood summary blew out your host here. Drums three, five. <laughs> Shut up, Godfrey! You're an imposter! Oh my you are a liar and a swindler! Oh my. You won't master the Godfrey voice until you can speak in that volume and still sound like him. Yep, you have to, you have to get quieter. I, I am just fine, okay? <laughs> Honestly, it sounds better that way when you're not. Oh. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Pep, Pep's like I am never coming on pod once ever again. <laughs> I think I'm scheduled to. <laughs> I can be quiet, but I just, I choose not to. You're just gonna see that like sign up sheet. Because of rebels episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. rebels. Uh, Harris, 
take us take us home. I'll take okay, I'll take you guys home. So last episode ends with the Wills Ooh. being like, "Hey, you should go to the ancient world of Morban." Uh, and oh, Yoda's like, don't, wait, don't don't forget like the one of the coolest parts of that last episode. We didn't even, we didn't even talk about it. Like right right before he he's about to go to Morban, they they show him that they they've already done this. They're all dead. Yeah, that's yeah. True. They're like, mm. they're like, oh, mm, bitch, 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 you weren't expecting that. We're all force ghosts. <laughs> it was like, oh, wills all like, oh, along. <laughs> but no, like, like they were like, hey, you need to go to more band. Yoda's like, oh boy, the ancient world is Sith. Let's go. <laughs> and so they, Yoda jumps into hyperspace. He lands on the planet, goes down. It's all this like dusted fog. It's like, again, not to rip off myself again, but it's literal death row. He's like walking through. He gets into the temple. And Darth Bane comes out, played by Mark Hamill. And he starts <laughs> speaking about, literally about his own story and, like, talks about like, <clears throat> why he created the Rule of Two and, and, like, his whole philosophy and his whole legacy. So I want to ask, do you think Darth Bane needs to leave a legacy to stay as a Sith? Like, is that, like... Is that um, hmm. As with all Sith, Yes. Because that is how they cheat death. They tether themselves to an object, and it's kind of like a residual haunt. The concept of a residual haunt. They they tether themselves and the thoughts that they had at the time to that object, and when it comes back, they're like, "Oh, this is um, this is all I can think about." So, I always love to like meme that Darth Bane comes comes out to Yoda, and it's just like. Do you know who I am? And Yoda's like, nope. And then Bane's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what impossible. Why are you here? It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Trolling Sith Lord tonight. He's moved off from the sky. Oh, God. Chad, Tim, you look like you're about to say something. And you, and then I yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in line with that. Like, yeah, man, the Sith, the Sith are just narcissists, man. They, they just, I mean, they are. I mean, come on. We're, we're, We've, we've seen it long enough. And so I think part of that is just like, I've got to leave a legacy. I've got to leave a legacy. Like it's, it's tethered in that way where it's like the rule too. like, it, it's just another of those, just it's about me and me and me and me. Like it's, it, that's how I see it. Am I glad that Mark Hamill came back? Absolutely. But like, yeah, Darth Bane, totally. Like he just goes in this two minute rant. I'm like, dude, just, are you done? We've heard it from every other Sith. Like, come on, we get it. Like, oh, Maul fell down a shaft with like no legs. Okay. Well, like, yeah. But I, that's how I, I did not just say that. But yeah, that's how I see it. It's just a narcissistic trait that exists within the Sith. And he kind of exemplified that. So you see others like, you know, exhibiting that in some way. Um, Palpatine with having a clone because uh, he wants to cheat death that way and just keep on recirculating his spirit or like i think it was is it from the comics Momen who like infuses his spirit into a mask like yep like you know it's just you know element put it best they just want to tether themselves to something because they can't they can't find that real inner peace which is you know what the light side of the force can really offer question uh did bane also adhere to like the diet force of things because i remember reading in the secrets of the sith that palpatine believed in the diet but wasn't that process passed down from sith from master to apprentice like the dyad part of it 
Yeah, you... the, do- the doctrine of the dyad was something that was ancient. Um, and uh, Bain took that and established the rule of two out of those concepts. Those concepts. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. I couldn't remember that if it was he <coughs> who had come up with the dyad or if it had been done before even him. Mm. Um, it gets a little so, hazy there in my mind. I like to headcanon that the doctrine of the dyad started with Revan. It's a good headcanon. Mm, that is a pretty good one. We may, Unseen we may for out. generations, because he's like, "Yo, me and me and uh, Bastila, we had a good thing." Ah, <laughs> uh, the thirsty oh. for Bastila has entered the chat. Uh, <laughs> I actually <laughs> that Darth Bane scene I've watched so many times. I've actually remembered every line that he says. Oh, so I mean, hey, no. who wants to reenact it with me? Who wants to be Yoda? I'll, I'll, I'll do Yoda since I feel like okay. I can do a decent Clone right, Wars Yoda. So, oh so, God, so here we go. You just gotta hold you. on. Wait. I, uh, okay, I'm trying to remember his lines, so you gotta you gotta okay. bear with me. But you got the bulk. Are you ready? So just go for so, it. So you're walking up to the tomb. Okay. Okay. Like Sorry, like me, Steve sorry. from Minecraft, you know. <laughs> okay. Just here's All right, ready? Phone. Okay. I start. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus. Okay. Why have you come to my tomb, Jedi? To learn the ways of the Force. Yes. Do you know who I am? No. <laughs> <laughs> he says yes, no you I do <laughs> no, or he say no no I know you or I don't no, he, says, yes. he says no you Darth I do Bane. created the uh, rule of two oh did. no you I do created the rule of two you did yes the Sith killed each other victims of their own greed but from the ashes of destruction I was the last survivor I chose to pass my knowledge onto only one. <laughs> I created a legacy so resilient that now you come before me. Have you come to be my apprentice? You must kill me first. Yeah. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kids' tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com slash audio. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. 
Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com audio. That's ethoslife.com audio. You already are. Do you not fear me? <laughs> fear you. I do not. And then I don't remember what else he said. <laughs> um, yeah. I forgot what the last thing Yoda says. Yeah. Exist. Oh, yeah. Exist. You do not. You do not. I get stuck Whoa! back in the tube. What a it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Just a yeah. Quick, quick little fact about Yoda. If you don't have absolutely everything you need to know. Uh, focus mm-hmm. This Geimer stick is a natural painkiller and helps him meditate. So Yoda, like, chews on his cane. Oh, (laughs) shut (laughs) fuck. What? It's 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 (laughs) portal No, it's laced with oxycodone. That's what... When Yoda chews on the Geimer bark, um, it helps him meditate, and its nutritious juice inside eases thirst and acts as a painkiller. Imagine that good Kush out of that. He doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> he just chews on it. Imagine him he... sitting in the council chambers, him just gnawing on his cane. <laughs> he just crisscross applesauce. Mace comes in. He's like, never mind. Why do my walks? I am. No, no. He walks in. And goes delicious juice. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I can see it now. I can see it now. Now you know why Terrace Anube also has a cane. Hmm. Yeah, Terra yeah. Nube, rest in peace. They in got the, that good uh, shit in oh the uh, in the <laughs> Grand in, uh, Inquisitorius. But sorry, Harris, go ahead. Anyway, I, I was gonna just summarize the scene, but why would I? Why would I just write <laughs> from this amazing bit that uh, Char and uh, Chat and Time has just done? So we flash forward. Uh, Duke is like sitting meditating, and his droid walks in, like, "Yo, your master, Dark Sidious, wants to see you." And Duke's like, "Oh boy, here we go!" Like he's like thinking, like all this great things gonna happen. He's like, "Has the time finally come?" Goes back to Coruscant. We get this amazing homage back to Attack of the Clones. He's looking drippy. He's looking drippy as hell. He got that like that like like Sif stride. <coughs> it looks pretty cool. You can play in Battlefront too. And Palpatine's like, "Hey, so you know our good friend, your good old friend Yoda?" And Dookie's like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's gone to Morban." And Dookie's like, "What?" And he's like, "We must go down here. Follow me." And, like they walk down. They go like in this little cool like. I, I have a feel. I have a feeling that like. Dooku knew that already because, like, when it flashes to him, he's like, there's yeah, he opens his eyes. There's that, there's that connection. Like, he's he's clearly meditating, standing there, and he's like, he knows something's going on. Yeah, yeah. Again, they go down. They get they go to like this really cool like ritual statue, and there's like there's a knife in the middle, and said so he's like, hey, just here, here's an idea. We're gonna we're gonna really go past the TV sensors and so slice. <laughs> It's like just a drip, and then like you get this really cool like homage. It's kind of similar to like uh, what Sidious is doing in the World Between Worlds. He's like playing around with fire and like shocking it with lightning, and just like and he's and Duke is like, I guess I'll just do the same thing, even though I really don't know how this works. And he starts shocking it as well. Is, is, is this right? More or less? Like 
So uh, we gotta, we gotta. It's like mixing streams. Like, like it's he's just like he, he's not really sure if he wants to do it. And then once he's like he makes that decision, he's like, "Yep, we're doing this. Uh, we're okay. doing this." And then Palpatine like moves away, and Duke is like, "Do I just keep this energy going?" Okay. Uh, and actually, a fun fact: that's the first ever. This is not a part of my facts, but this is the first uh, canon appearance of Dooku's dark ritual outfit that you do mm-hmm. see in Battlefront Two. I already yeah. mentioned that right on top of that chart. It's, well, this Bro. is the first canon appearance. so Bro. That's not canon. Get on it. That <laughs> is canon. Anyway. <laughs> and but. no, Pep is not wearing the shirt. Let me tell you that. <laughs> or the mug. It's Ahsoka today. Yeah. Yeah, she was kind of dying in a vision in this episode, but I mean. I mean, she would interact kind of similar <laughs> with like what Palpatine's doing later on in canon. Just, you know, just, you, gotta, you just got to jump 20 years into the future. But anyway, Palpatine's playing around with this. Uh, they uh, both were like, hey, we should probably construct someone like that. Someone like uh, Yoda would trust. And Duke is like, I got the perfect person. <laughs> and Yoda's walking and he's here in the will of the force. And then he just sees sifo chained up and he looks tortured and battered. And Yoda's like, what the hell? He's like, you've been here this entire time? And that's just like, yeah, yeah, totally. I've been here this entire time. Hey, you want to know who the Sith Lord is? And Yoda's like, red flag. You no, know, I don't care. I already been through this less than hundred times. Your vision. Let's just get this over with. And then it it changes from Sifo Dyas to Sidious, and then like a circle just forms around Yoda, and he drops. So going back to the Sifo Dyas portion of this, do you think if Sidious chose another face besides Sifo Dyas, Yoda would have caved in and maybe possibly helped? Who chose the face? No. Yeah, Dooku chose that face because Sidious walks away and he's telling, you know, we got we to figure out someone that he'll trust. And Dooku, like, clo- you see Dooku close his eyes and concentrate and it cuts and it's Sifo Dyas. Dooku chose that face. And there's a reason because, um, yeah, Dooku was the, the paddle on, but him and Sifo Dyas were like, you know, best friends back in the back in the ye olden days. Well, I don't can't anymore. That might have been legends, Well, yeah. and the fact that w- the arc starts with them finding Sifo-Dyas' lightsaber in that wreckage. Correct me. For, yeah. for all that we know, they don't have real confirmation that he's dead. Finding that lightsaber, it's like, oh my god, I just found Sifo-Dyas. He's been held here for ten years. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That, um, they, they, I think they, they do confirm it. And well, yeah, Dooku killed him, but then Dooku will be lying. No, in the file, um, when they go to look at his file, when they find out about Silman mm-hmm. and everyone, they say that uh, he was cremated by the Felucians. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's what yep. that's what, that's okay. what Obi Wan and Anakin find out on Felucia. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I guess then, yeah. So, I guess to me though, it's just like, yeah, yeah I don't. Okay, I kind of threw a wrench in what I was saying. So, yeah, no, I like facts over you know what I was thinking, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that was still like. I think that was still the the best option, though. Like you all were saying, like I mean, if if you were to go with anyone else, I think maybe someone like Qui Gon, like you know, would to mess with him more from a mental state. From yeah, but they that. don't they don't you know they don't know about that. Yeah, true. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it just doesn't it doesn't matter which face you 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 choose at that point. I think I think what Palpatine says after all said and done is exactly um what it is yoda's too powerful um 
you know, you, you might, you might get further with Yoda if it was actually Sifo. But I think up to this point, having gone through what he's gone through on Dagobah and uh, on the Force planet, you know, he's too powerful to be to be tricked by a vision. Yeah, he, I mean, he just yeah. he just like Harris, he just went through the stages of grief. Like he's like he, he just did it. <laughs> yeah. You're about you're about like a day and a half too late, my guy. <laughs> and when when Palpatine says you're too powerful, you're too powerful. I just love how Palpatine's like, OK, you're too powerful. Let's extend this by like six more months. <laughs> <laughs> we can't break him. <laughs> but uh, again, like uh, they go in this really cool force vision. Yoda like fades and he's in a LTT gunship with Anakin Skywalker and the 501st. And Anakin's like, hey, so we kept like we picked up this intermission from uh, Dooku. He's going to meet up with Sidious. And I love how. I know, I know it's a vision. I know Sidious and Dooku are trying to, like, fuck with Yoda and, like, get him in his mental head space. But, it's like, you would think, like, obviously with the Revenge of the Sith and, like, everything, that they would send more Jedi. But, no, let's just send Anakin in the 501st because nothing's going to go wrong with Anakin here. Bro, it's Anakin. <laughs> he's such great. He's, he's totally not going to fall on the dark side. Anyway, so they, they arrive, they gun down. Rex is like, hey, there's two people there. And they start, like, fighting and you get like really cool foreshadowing to uh revenge of the stiff you get anakin uh slicing dooku's head off and yoda's like what the hell you get this really cool force battle that also foreshadows revenge of the stiff when they're fighting in the senate and again you get the, like this really cool moment of like when they're fighting and uh yoda like Palpatine throws anakin and yoda catches him and palpatine's like you're just gonna let him like you should let him die that would be the smart choice and yoda's like no i'm gonna overpower you by like my will of the force and like he's like holding him and he's getting shocked to death and he like safely puts him down they start fighting more and like they fall and like his like his cloak just disappears and like even though he's face to face with him you think you would see his face a little bit more but that happens the vision breaks and then like pep says you get the scene of like oh my god yoda's too powerful we gotta extend this shit so I gotta ask you guys this final question: Is Palpatine's hubris the fact that he always thinks that those around him are able to be broken? Because like he's always planning and manipulating shit, and like, like oh, I'm I'm like the all powerful being. Look at them! I play with this. I can make an entire war. So I don't think he thinks that, primarily because he just said that he can't break Yoda. But I think what Palpatine's hubris is is that he tries to. Mm-hmm. Right, he he tries with Luke, and then when when he realizes he can't, he's just like, all right, whatever. But then at that point, um, Vader had already turned. Um. So yeah, I mean, Palpatine, Palpatine has plans upon plans, contingencies upon contingencies. But you know, he'll always his hubris is always going to be that you know, his 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 quest for immortality, and he's always going to try to turn someone um, to get that body for him. Uh, and that's his mm-hmm. downfall. I also think that this part of the episode is like the best example of Yoda's power to let go because he, he's about to behead Count Dooku and Yoda's like, no! And then he does it and then Yoda's like, all right, whatever. And then starts running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's also like, okay, gotta keep my eyes on the prize. 
fuck that situation. We're going to deal with that later. <laughs> oh, I got to oh, go get yeah. it is. Yeah. Also, I, I got a headcanon like uh, after Revenge of the Sith because it's Siege of Mandalore, I imagine. So Obi-Wan gets into the Jedi Council and they're having their meeting and Obi-Wan's like, so Anakin killed Count Dooku. Yoda's like, wait a minute, that's very similar. How did he kill him? Oh, he beheaded him. <laughs> Huh. Wait a minute. That TikTok audio. Wait a damn minute. <laughs> He's like, I've heard this before. Anyway, let's just, I'm just not gonna acknowledge that. So this is yeah. so this is the time I'm gonna tell the council I had a vision a while back. <laughs> now I'm gonna uh, tell you. Yeah. Don't get mad. <laughs> yeah, don't get kit fisto. I just want you to know you put up a good fight. However, <laughs> Yoda right now everything is proceeding as I have foreseen <laughs> he looks at Agin Kohler and he's like R.I.P. bud yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and Mace Windu is like you in particular <laughs> What are you oh, uh, I would I would I would choose not to to, to be by electricity one day yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me. You're going to want it. Uh, Cody, what are your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I think Element put it best, you know, Palpatine. I think to him, it's it's like it's the house of cards. Like he's always going to try to have a backup plan. <laughs> Sorry, that comment got me. Um, <laughs> but he's always going to have a plan. I think it's less about thinking that he controls everything, but it's he can adapt to almost everything around him. And to him, I think that hubris is just like, eh, you know, it's just a, it's just a rock on the road. I'll just go the other path and I'll get around it. Eventually. I always do. Um, and I think that's where, uh, that hubris really lies in my opinion. Wait, so. I was like, wait, where'd Axe score go? Yeah, sorry about that. He he pulled the Yoda and he just he just yeah, shit. He's, like, <laughs> he's like, I gotta confront these problems. Next uh, <laughs> score. Yes. Your thoughts. Um, yeah, no, I, I mostly agree with that. But like, so to 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 Palpatine, everybody's a tool. Like you are to be used by him in some way. And if he can't figure out how to manipulate you and use you, he's going to then try to get rid of you. The problem is he runs into people like Yoda or Luke who just go, nah, fuck you. <laughs> like <laughs> Yoda's like, you're not, you're not going to bend me to your will. Okay. You beat me in the force bell in the sun and I'm a dip. Bye. <laughs> he's like, mm, bide my time. I can too. Well, he, oh, well, <laughs> he like, also, he's just like, yeah, I'm, 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 you two, two can play at this game. Well, he uh, also <laughs> runs into that with non force sensitives. Padme. Yeah. Yeah. Clovis. Clovis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Clovis. Well, I mean, Clovis. Fives. Uh, well, well, hold on. So, Padme, to a, an extent, I feel like towards the end of the Clone Wars, he couldn't manipulate her one on one in a stance because she has that I don't I don't know how to explain it but like she is one of the biggest threats that is not a Jedi to Palpatine yeah. mm-hmm. and for some reason he 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 was able to manipulate her back in the day when she was the queen but now she's she's grown and she's learned some things she it's almost like she can call him on his bullshit but she never does Mm-hmm. Well, 
I mean, no. I know it's not canon, but in the Revenge of the Sith deleted scene, Padme does call him on his bullshit, and, and Palpatine's like, "We'll see, Anakin. She's a problem. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah, really trust her." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Anakin's like, "Oh, huh, no. that's weird." Yeah, but no, sorry, X word. Go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah. So, like, like I said, it, you're 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 either he's someone for you to use, and, and yeah, it, it is with non-force sensitives. Um, I mean, the entire separatist coalition yep and 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 like if he can't use you he gets rid of you and then as soon as you've outlived your usefulness you're gone Mm -hmm. like i mean he's 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 literally just sitting there toying with vader the entire the entire time they're working together he's just like "Mm, well maybe what if he did this And, and vader's constantly looking for a way out and he thinks the only way out is through the top because he's come this far yeah Yep, yeah, that's you know that's that's that's, that's his whole shtick. Like he he's just constantly like he's fucking with he's he's, he's gonna use you. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much that's this, his MO. This moment is why he tried to run in the office. Yep, yep, mm. yeah, it is. That, that is pull, true. He tried to pull a Mazamira, and you're like. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I love when somebody voices over over Masamita being like, uh, uh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, just, I, have somewhere to be. I, just love, I just love how he nonchalantly just walks out like nothing's fucking happening. Like, oh, there's two Imperial guards on the ground? Oh, how ironic. I'm getting the fuck out of this. I'm not getting between these two. Oh, my God. But... Uh, that is going to be it for this arc. Char, you know what time it is. Oh, wait, there was more. Oh, oh, oh. I do want to call, call attention to what I consider to be Yoda's grand master plan. Okay. Oh God. That result that resulted in the rise of Skywalker. Okay, go ahead. So at the very end of the episode, he's talking to Obi-Wan and Mace. Oh, he says, Open to us a path remains that unknown to the Sith is. Through this path, victory we may yet find. Not victory in the Clone Wars, but victory for all time. And this, after he just learned about persisting after death. So now, his entire plan shifts to just basically letting go. That's his, enti- that's his eternal lesson. Let go. Um, and, you know become one with the force and then it goes to a new hope strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine then with the with the with the ultimate ultimate um, what is it Uh, execution of the plan Leia's teaching Ray be with me everyone that has become one with the force one with the living force is now a beacon for Ray to tap into. And so when she taps into this with be with me, this is where Yoda, this is what Yoda has been planning since our time. We're all more powerful than you can possibly imagine when we come, when we become one with the force, this is the path to victory for all time in his mind. He's of course, it's not like for eternity, but he's being hyperbolic at this point. But that moment with be with me with all of the Jedi it's not that all the Jedi are there. It's just they are part of the force she's using. Mm-hmm. And that was the grand plan that he came up with after his training. That's wild. And mm. the other thing, 
before he leaves Warband, we hear Vader's breathing, which I caught for the first time in a long time. That I, I forgot that that even that happens. And then the crying oh. of the kids. Yeah, you as well. Yeah. The kids. You also the hear the X-wing and Tie Fighters fighting each other. Yeah. And you hear the siren that that rings in the background when Vader and Luke are leaving the Death Star yes. too. Yeah, so, that one I hear, and I'm like. And when he says another Skywalker, and I hear that, I'm like, oh, oh, god, that's wow, just amazing. Oh yeah, so, that's, yeah that's 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 yeah. incredible. That that uh, Harith, when you go to make like videos, like uh, snippets for TikTok and other social media, use that clip. Oh, I will use you, that. I was already thinking that. Was, that. that you know, that, I, I, that, that's that's perfect. Um, because then we can we can deal with the sequel haters. And also, like, ah, um, bitch, get this is shit also, on. This is, <laughs> this is also another fun fact that's not part of my facts. But um, so Kevin Kiner did the score for Rebels, too. Yep. Um, and at the very end of the last episode, you can hear the, uh, the, the end credits, the, the music for the end credits. That's the music that is used during the, uh, the Ahsoka Vader fight where yep. half of his mask is taken off. Yep. I think of them that as well during my this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also what I said. I was like, wait, hold on. That's Ahsoka's theme. Yeah, yeah. After everybody else mentioned it, I'll remember. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Agnor. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> See you later, bud. Get out of here. We're more charged yeah. cheering because he doesn't deal with the boiling water joke. Right. Ha! I brought it hey. back. <laughs> oh, my God. It is, uh, me, you it is my destiny. Um... Uh, Char, three interesting facts. Yeah, and speaking of facts, okay, well, let's dive into my segment, which is the three interesting facts about the Clone Wars arc. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 38, the Yoda arc edition. Fact one, a subtle John Williams score. As Yoda walks through the ruined Jedi Temple hallway in the second episode of the arc, an echo of the Battle of the Heroes theme from episode three can be heard. Fact two, a KOTOR reference. Count Dooku discusses an encounter with the Torrent attack on Kashyyyk. Torrent attacks were fearsome creatures first introduced into Star Wars lore in the 2003 game Knights of the Old Republic. Fact three, the original plan for Darth Bane. George Lucas created Darth Bane during the development of the backstory for episode one, though the episode is the first time he has appeared on the screen. An earlier incarnation of Bane appeared in the comics and novels of the Expanded Universe, and this one nearly appeared as an apparition on Mortis in Season 3. The cutting of that sequence allowed for the character to undergo a redesign to, re, uh, to define his canonical look, as well as allow the production to cast Mark Hamill as the voice of the legendary Sith. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Yoda arc. All right, and that's everybody. the end of Season 6. End of season six. Uh, time to rank this arc. Y'all know the drill. Uh, we have now nine Grandmaster arcs. Um, which, if this goes into Grandmaster, which we should have had last week's episode, should have just been this whole damn thing. Uh, it's, uh, I technically still view it as a one-off. I don't care. It's just. I, I think this. I think it should have been. I think we should have done this. These four episodes all together. Because it just it fits well together, and I didn't think about that until just recently. But um, Pep, what's the it's ranking? The... All right, yeah. uh, no explanation needed. Uh, Cody, Jedi Master. 
Ooh, not Grandmaster. Nothing beats Kit Fisto shirtless. Proceed. Oh, <laughs> my God. X-Core? Grandmaster. Gotcha. I mean, you can't you can't beat expounding upon the Force Ghost lore like, no. that we knew <laughs> nothing about. Like this, this, this is like my favorite arc of this entire show. I will say one thing I really love. What this is, I love the weird, like, well, I guess it's Star Wars. It's all weird. Like the Sith ritual, you know, a blade to take a drop of blood. I'm like, that type of stuff is so. We, like we, Star Wars does we need more of, of that stuff in Acolyte. Yeah. Like I, Oh, we're gonna get that. We we I, have to we have to get more of that. I'm still convinced that we're gonna see like the 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 what is it called? Project Blackwing. Like I think we're gonna see zombies like in, in Acolyte. Oh, but I'll get into like, that. Like in Red that. Harvest? <laughs> oh yeah. I oh. think that I think yeah. that we're gonna see that and I think you get a cameo from Plagueis. Like it's trying to how to cheat death. Oh, shit. I, I <laughs> oh my god, I've got like a I'm like Plague the Charlie Day awesome. meme. I've got a meme I've behind me. Death yeah. Troopers by Joe Schreiber's coming yeah. canon. All right. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> There's so much in Dark Side um, lore and Sith lore that we get in the books that is for sure going to be an acolyte. Like if you read, um, if you read Dark Legends, and there's a story uh, about Darth Noctis and the immortality. Like, again, you get all this Sith alchemy and magic that they do and the rituals and stuff like that. And then you read about Darth Kaldoth um, and the the mind cage um, with the Night Sisters. There's so much. There's so much. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to get all of it in an acolyte. Probably. Harris, look, I got to ask you a simple question. This, will, this guy leads to my, my ranking. What is Alanis's rank that she gave herself for the Jedi Order earlier in the episode? Uh, Grandmaster. That's exactly what I'm ranking at. Grandmaster, baby. Char. Well, my ranking of this arc is, well, just like Yoda, he's the GM of the Jedi Council, which is not general manager. It's Grandmaster. And I am also going to give it to Grandmaster. So we've had 10, 10 arcs of seven season show be grandmaster chef's kiss so and far so far well i mean we've uh, we got one uh, more season to go we've got four more three more episodes of pod ones talking clone wars um but uh we're in the end game now yeah we we are in the end game now uh yeah you won't be having prospect. uh you won't be having godfrey much longer so uh nope Enjoy all your yep. crumbs. You may just get enjoy it while it lasts, people. But that is going to be it. Uh, let's start with Xcore. Where can the good people follow you on the social medias? I am on uh, social media. I am on TikTok, Twitter, everywhere else as uh, Xcore Gamer Skills. Uh, you can find me when we come back. We will be back at Conspiracy Cantina on YouTube. Uh, like I said, I I have to actually have a schedule I can rely on. Um, before that happens, but it, it is going to happen. We haven't given up on it. It's just, you know, life, life is what it, life is what to do, baby. But <laughs> Cody. Uh, yeah, you can find me at chat and time on Instagram, the TikTok, and in 10 days, our sweet return to Twitch. So, uh, heck yeah. Yay. Me there. Let's go. Let's go. Um, element. Uh, YouTube.com slash Diet in the Force every Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific. 
Um, which reminds me, you guys need to give me your yes. podcast graphics so that I don't have to keep on showing fulcrum transmissions. Um, yeah, I will. I mean, can we just keep the bit no going with that? There. Can we just keep going the bit with that one? I think it's funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll drag it out as much as possible. You know, they're gonna um, beat the dead horse until it's actually dead, and then we'll give it to I already, yours. <laughs> I already approached uh, DePaul, but Xcore, if you have any, uh, you know, thoughts on Conspiracy Cantina's um, promo graphic for. Uh, died in, um, I'm like I'm displaying everything so that everybody can just see where everyone is and there's yeah, yeah I, I have stuff I gotta I gotta fire up the old the old computer and and take all my files off of it because that's where everything is yep for whoa, sure and whoa. so uh, Chris in the chat as well get me your cra- graphic I know you don't have one because I don't have it <laughs> uh, <laughs> but where can so, you follow you uh, TikTok and Twitter at underscore elements seven underscore and on Instagram extra underscore at the at the very end. Awesome, awesome. Harith, you can find me hair productions on TikTok, hair productions on Instagram, hair underscore edits on Twitter, and you can find me here on Pod Ones. Char Char have to say where can the good people follow you on the social medias? good people you can find me on tiktok at char char j as spelled right here and you can find me here every thursday at the pod wants podcast as we cover our clone wars we watch next week we'll be covering the bad batch arc of season seven which is you know the anaxis and we get to meet the bad batch for the first time so check that next week and we will be going live tomorrow for our kenobi rewatch on stream lounge so if you want to go there and watch with us we will be covering episode four part four uh, with Boricua Wookie, Camilla, and Haley, uh, Corellia Coffee Works, uh, will be joining us. Death Watch Podcast will be sponsoring that episode. Uh, so come hang out if you want to win a, some of their merch uh, from their store. So yeah, uh, you can find us at the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok, uh, the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram, and. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming back at the end. I knew, I knew Luke's ability to, oh, to come and through. The, uh, and the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram and Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter. That is it for Light and for Life. We are all the Republic. And may the kitchen be with you. Yum, yum, See you guys. If you're prescribed Nurtec ODT, Remedjapant 75 milligrams for migraine attacks, does the fear of running out of medication stop you from treating every migraine attack? If so, ask about two eight-packs per month. That's 16 tablets, and most insurance plans cover it. Nurtec ODT is approved for the acute treatment of migraine attacks and preventive treatment of episodic migraine in adults. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT or any of its ingredients. Allergic reactions can occur even days after using and include trouble breathing, rash, and swelling of the face, mouth, tongue, or throat. Most common side effects were nausea and indigestion stomach pain. A maximum dose of 75 milligrams can be taken daily to treat migraine attacks or every other day to prevent them. The safety of using more than 18 doses of Nurtec ODT in a 30-day period has not been established. For full prescribing information, call 1-833-4-NURTEC or visit nurtech.com. Double the packs to treat more migraine attacks. Ask your doctor if two 8-packs of Nurtec ODT is right for you. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.